Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Culture Contrarian. I'm bringing to you today something that was poignant that popped up on my timeline. And for those that have been listening to me or following me and participate within the Private Membership Association and are experiencing how I live out Love Thy Neighbor in a society which is based upon permissions where trying to stand free is being demonized and slandered and mischaracterized. And I understand why. People are afraid. Their anxiety is over the top. And the reality is that there's a reason, a legitimate reason for that fear. And it's easier to judge and condemn what I do in stark contrast in opposition of what others are unwilling, uninterested, incapable, and even afraid, even contemplate doing it. And honestly, I have no ill regard for how emotions have crippled people. I believe we are in a mental health crisis and that people would benefit from getting away from some digital device and getting into paper and reading and get on your knees and say, what is wrong with me? I need help. And go get the clinical support you, you most definitely would benefit from. And that would benefit yourself. It would benefit your relationship with your, your loved ones. And it would benefit yourself within this society at large. But I am okay with people loading up the spears and lighting their torches on fire and walking around the pit with pitchforks screaming nonsense at me because I understand you're intellectually and emotionally hobbled and that's not a bad condemnation. It's not. I understand the challenge. I truly do. I've been there myself. I have been into a quivering puddle of ooze when I have been victimized by those in authority who acted unlawfully and I had no taste of justice from what they did to me. And it made me so upset. But I thought these are fellow humans and they're actually just doing their job. And I would like to hold them accountable to doing their job righteously and lawfully and honoring their oath, but that's not my power. I have no ability to restrain or direct any human's free will. I will not wrap my arms around the blind person walking toward the cliff. I will do everything in my power to shout at the top of my lungs, stop. And the blind person may create this illusion that at the bottom of that cliff is a puddle of six feet deep of goose down feathers that they'll land softly when they're in that free fall. Or they might experience the jagged rocks and rebar penetrating from encased concrete that pierces their biological sack of goo. I'll do my part. I'll do my part to warn and say stop, drop, drop and roll isn't going to work where the, ma the mass of humanity is going to reside and give them the opportunity to repent. I'll extend grace because I received it. It was unmerited and unfavored and I have received that grace. So I'm out there loving my neighbor and saying, please stay in your lane. Please don't infringe upon me. Please do not act violently against me. So that is where I live. I advocate for myself. And I provide the opportunity for others to people to 
claim the power that I see and I have claimed that is enshrined in our documents. But I want to share with you something that was actually it was read on air almost two years ago by Judge Napolitano. Now, Judge Napolitano is like any other wretched human being. He's got his foibles, as do I. But this commentary was rather appropriate and based upon the circumstances that are happening to me personally and those that are associated with me, this is a synergistic bell ringing if you could ever have heard of one. So if you've been listening to my podcasts and, and watching what's happening in these private groups, this is going to resonate with you. So let me read from what Judge Napolitano spoke of some time ago. It all begins with what if. What if the federal government views the Constitution as an obstacle to be avoided? What if many of its most earnest endeavors have been spent finding ways to evade it? What if the dual purposes of the Constitution were and remain the establishment of the federal government and the imposition of restraints upon it? What if the states formed government and not the other way around? And what if the states that formed the federal government and the states that joined it contemplated at the times of formation and joining that they can correct it when it exceeds the powers that the states gave it? What if the federal government's only source of powers is those delegated to it by the states in the Constitution? What if those delegated powers are spelled out in the Constitution so that all persons can read what powers the feds have and recognize that all remaining government powers not delegated to the feds have been restrained by the states? What if when Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, which was unanimously, unanimously adopted by Congress, which launched the American Revolution, he defined, quote, the consent of the governed, close quote, as the necessary linchpin for a moral and legitimate government. What if the government is not moral and thus not legitimate if it lacks the consent of the governed? What if, to address this, John Jefferson argued that the government should begin anew every 19 or 20 years, and the new government would require the consent of the governed for its moral legitimacy. What if no one living today has consented to the federal government? What if the culture of the federal government has become an out-of-control leviathan in the past hundred years? And what if the leviathan believes that it can right any wrong, regulate any behavior, tax any event, borrow any amount, fight any war, tell any lie, torture any foe, and kill any person, no matter what the Constitution says? What if, who work, what if all who work for Leviathan take an, uphold, take an oath to uphold the Constitution? And what if that oath legally binds those who take it to the plain meaning of the words in the Constitution? What if the feds can only right wrongs in areas of governance delegated to them in the Constitution? And what if the Constitution plainly leaves areas of governance such as health, safety, welfare, and morality to the state? What if Leviathan is made up of folks who view the states not as independent sovereign entities, but as subservient administrative regions whose wills can be bent by distributing federal cash? 
What if those who control Leviathan truly want to trample the states? Tell us all how to live, seize our wealth, and give it away, and compel us to take drugs against our wills. What if there is no authority in the Constitution for the feds to tell us all how to live and to compel us all to receive experimental drugs? What if the government has signed a treaty right after World War II that prohibits all nations that have signed it from compelling any person to receive experimental drugs? What if the feds treat their commitments under treaties just as they do their restraints under the Constitution? with disdain and indifference? What if the feds believe it is politically wise for them to compel the rest of us to receive experimental drugs? What if the feds have done this even though they have no authority for it from the Constitution and even though the Supreme Court has ruled that all competent adults can refuse any medication and all competent parents can make health and medical decisions for their own children? What if the feds don't care that the Supreme Court says when it rules against them? What if the Circuit Court of Appeals, which is just below the Supreme Court, has ruled that there are, quote, grave constitutional concerns, close quote, with federal edicts issued last week purporting to compel all employers of 100 or more persons to require their employees to be vaccinated against C-19? What if the feds are proceeding to enforce these edicts notwithstanding an injunction against them imposed by the Court of Appeals? What if the feds have no authority whatsoever to enter upon private property without a search warrant and tell an employer how to run a business? What if the federal vaccine edict was promulgated by the president and his bureaucrats and is not a law that can be enforced with penalties? What if under the Constitution only Congress, not the president and not the bureaucrats, can write laws? What if Congress has not enacted any laws compelling C-19 vaccinations? What if the president hasn't even asked con Congress to enact such laws? What if the president doesn't care about the Constitution he has sworn to uphold and instead directed bureaucrats to issue edicts and pretend that they are laws? What if it is dangerous for the feds to defy one of their own courts? What if some courageous governors tell their police to not enforce federal edicts? What if the Fed lacks the resources to enforce their edicts on their own? What if the Fed suffer a huge political backlash because of their imposition of edicts that assault personal bodily integrity and invade private property? What if the states ignore the Feds? What if they refuse its cash and decline its bribes? What if we are left free to make our own choices when it comes to bodily integrity and personal privacy? What if the feds don't take lightly a massive and state-generated defiance of their edicts? What if the feds wrongly use force to compel compliance with their edicts? What, is most, what if most folks fear the feds because they prefer safety to freedom? What if it is dangerous to be right when the government is wrong? What do we do about it? Folks, if you've listened to me, you watched me, you've seen me, that entire article resonates with me as you could possibly connect the dots. And I prefer freedom 
because I had the ability to manage my own safety. I understand the necessity of those enforcement to enforce punishment of crimes, particularly when there's a victim of a crime. But absent of a victim, I would like to know what we have become with the degree of enforcement that we have today. I am choosing to stand free. The Constitution has enshrined what the Creator has provided, my ability to speak my mind, to use my words at the right time, the right place, and in a loving manner. To be free from unreasonable search or seizure of my person, absent a probable cause of a crime being committed, attempting to criminalize just my mere ability to stand and speak is where I stand right now. The conspiracy surrounding me is, is growing every day. And I am continuing to extend grace and say, stop, pause, check, look, research. I have no desire to pierce that qualified immunity, none whatsoever. But you have discretion when you pull me over to ta- traffic for going through making some minor traffic infraction, but you want justice for me. You want to extract money from me for a, no- for a victimless crime. And you will take me to court if I do not pay that fine. And you will issue a warrant to take me away. Ha ha, he he, ho ho. They're coming to take me away for a victimless crime. You want justice on me. It's fair and reasonable when you silence me that I would want justice as well. But I'm not as overbearing as the state is. I extend grace. I offer discretion. I offer warning again and again and again and again. 126 pages and growing worth of my reasonableness in attempting to prevent people from incriminating themselves in violation of their oath and say, stop, pause, repent, apologize, and restore with the people that you serve. I love my fellow humans. We're all wicked, sinful creatures, and we need the benefit of transparency and accountability. I know it's difficult for when my wife holds me accountable, it stings. But that's how my relationship grows and becomes stronger, that we can both do it to each other. I could do it to my daughter, and she can do it to me. Imagine that, a daughter being able to correct her husband or her dad. I give her that power. I give my friends that power. And I am so transparent with them. I say, this is the man who I claim to be. And when you see me behaving in a way that contradicts that pro- what I profess that I am as a man, I need you to call me out. Redirect me. And it hurts. It hurts. I prefer to be humbled and get down on my knees, come back up, stand, and it- repent and restore. Because I got to say, humiliation is much more burdensome than being humbled is. So I share this as the cultural contrarian, which people are mocking. 
mocking my identifier that I'm counter to the culture. You're darn toot right I'm counter to this culture. I do not stand among you heathen people. I am one of you, but I rebel against my nature. So throw any ad hominem you want at me. I've got the armor of God on me that is going to deflect and hit your wretched carcass. Good day to you, broken, sinful people. Repent. I extend grace every day. I'll restore. 70 times 7. Not a problem. You harm me, I'll let the state take care of you. I will not, I will not seek justice on anyone. It's not mine to judge that. The judge is the supreme judge at the end of the day, but we have some judges on our, on our terraforma that will rule on your conduct. My conduct will speak for itself. My evidence will be available to be measured that will veto your false representations, your mischaracterizations, your gaslighting and ad hominems. I understand your brains are broken. I get it. I get it. The only way to have a functioning brain is to recognize that it was fueled by a divine spark, Shazam. Because absent of that divine spark, you can't claim anything to be righteous, noble, beautiful, or true. Prove me wrong. Thank you so much. I hope this was uh, enlightening, and I appreciate Judge Napolitano's words. Take care.